This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Is it 102 days or no, something? No, oh, 70s. 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 Oh, yeah. For the next 70s. Nice snap, though. I, I've never been... I, 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 seriously, we've been dumbfounded in this job because we hear all kinds of things and we get all kinds of calls and we see every story imaginable and, and every story unimaginable. And it, it, this was... <laughs> it, it, listening to these Trump supporters and not arguing with them, was it one of the most incomprehensible things I've? <laughs> I, I can't even speak. It's just so unbelievable. I, you know, I like Trump because he's the guy who puts America first, except when he <laughs> makes his ties in China and Taiwan and Bangladesh. But he has to because that's part of the system. Because he's not a politician. Except when he acts like a politician to get the job done, because we have to win. And I, we need to win, because we need a guy who is a Republican. <laughs> Except that I don't know any of his policies, and if they're any kind of, you know, Republican policy, because he's changed every policy, but I like that, because he's not rigid like a politician would be except that he doesn't change his positions until he does I, well, I, I, it's it's incredible it's honestly That's exactly what happened it, we literally i just put it up on facebook because i i just can't even <laughs> it, it, we're in the twilight zone it's it's the rod sterling rod sterling's twilight zone right now mm-hmm. and i can't i i can't fathom it and, and then we're uh, getting was, all these uh, hateful because we talked about him today. Yeah. And we I, I don't think we even bashed him, but we just we asked you for your input. Yeah. And then we tried for clarification. There yeah. is no clarification on insanity. No, that's right. Because there's I, no I, clarification I, and when, the reason, when a position is insane. The reason why we asked for clarification is because we are clearly different than these people. And that if my candidate was to do what Donald Trump has done over the past week, I would be furious. I would You're be. Right. Furious they're about not. It. They're We'd be on the air. They're if not. Ted Cruz came on the air and said, "You know what? Look, we're not. We're going to be t- softer on immigration, and you know, we really need people to understand. We're being realistic. I met with some Hispanic leaders, and look, we're not going to. We're not going to be able. We're going to do comprehensive people. immigration reform. We, we really example, are. Like, uh, we, we need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
I said, Are we again wearing the essentially yes, the same I, shirt? I did realize that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. How does that happen so often? You I would think we call each other at four in the morning. Well, we do. Stu, what are you going to wear today? <laughs> I'm doing the blue uh, checkered thing. Right. Yeah, no, I, we did not, uh, sadly. But so let's just give an example of realistically Ted Cruz. One of the reasons I like Ted Cruz, and probably the preeminent reason, the number one reason, is because the guy knows the Constitution better than anybody, mm-hmm. and that's how what guides him. If he, if Ted Cruz had met with um, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, or uh, some some liberal group um, and said, or you know, the American Progressive Union, mm-hmm. and said, look, I was you know, after speaking with the American Progressive Union this week, you know, look, there are I obviously still love the Constitution. There are some. It's a living document, though, and there are things that change over time, and we need to put those in perspective of what we are today. Like, so you know, are there things that we can change and we can bend on? Absolutely. We want, you know, look. There are a lot of communities that are, for example, um, uh, have a lot of violence, and and maybe in those communities, we don't allow guns to be purchased there um, because you know. It's it's we I, I agree with the Second Amendment, but it's it's too far, and and there shouldn't be there should be a lot more restrictions on what people can purchase. Hey, and, and and we figured this out I think after talking hey, the Tenth Amendment. Yeah. I mean the states, you know, there's too many states. Uh, there's fifty states, fifty plans. If we had a centralized idea as to what we could do, we'd have a more logical. Um, less chaotic society. So while we'll still look at the Constitution and understand it, we have to realize that it was made a long time ago, and we'll, you know, we'll we'll take some steps in that direction, but we will back off. We will be on the air trashing, trashing Ted Cruz for those comments, trashing him. And you know what? If Ted Cruz is the guy I think he is, he would uh, absolutely agree with that being the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I would never call into a show and say, you know what? Yes, the guy I voted for in the primary um, and uh, presented a litany of things he wanted to do. I voted for him. He won because of those policies. And now that he has a general election to play to, he's doing the exact opposite. I would be furious so the reason why I wanted to listen to Trump supporters is to see if maybe they're the same as me and they're also furious, which was not the case, or if they are just co- another species of person who can sit back and say, well, look, I yes, he's changing, but I don't care that he's changing for these reasons because I don't, it's not my issue. And what we kind of found out was people constantly called and called and called and called and called and called and, called and said, because he's not a politician and he tells it like it is, I'm willing to look past when he is a politician and doesn't tell it like it is. That is unheard of to me. I can't understand you at all if you think that way. And, I, and I, it was amazing to hear it out of their mouths and let them talk. Because over and over and over again, they said, well, look, we knew he was lying before. Which, you know, back at the time, none of them would admit. But that we knew he was lying in the primary, and now, well, he's telling the truth, because that's what's realistic. We didn't really think he was going to actually deport people. Plus, you called Ted Cruz lying Ted yeah. the entire campaign. And now you've seen that Donald Trump lied about every position he took. He's and that's, that's literally every position I can find. Every position. Every stated uh, 
stance that Donald Trump has, he has backtracked or flip flopped on and has gone the other way. And then he'll be asked about that and then he'll go back the other way. I mean, you talk about a liar. This guy lies on a scale I I don't think I've ever seen, even from Obama and Hillary. I've never seen anything like it. And they don't. And his supporters don't give a rat's ass. They don't care. They don't care. I was just told in this email exchange. Last thing, the guy was saying, well, if this was Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz, I think you'd be you'd be bashing him, too, because you're just pissed off that you lost. And I'm like, what? No, we were. It was about principles. Ted Cruz aligned up with our principles. And uh, if if. We wouldn't be bashing a set of principles. And so he writes to me, principles don't win elections. Money does. Tattoo that into your brain. The guy with the most money wins. So uh, when so, Mitt Romney was $250 million dollars, uh, that he had in the bank um, and also raised basically the same amount as uh, Obama. It was fair, a little bit less. Uh-huh. Um, but he has more money than Barack Obama. No question about that. Right. I mean, that's not going to last long. Mitt, Sorry. Uh, once Barack gets out of office, he will be uh, taking that over quickly. But uh, I mean, I, but, but it's also, by the way, that's also number one Trump a liberal argument. Will not have the most amount of money in this election. Clinton will. I mean, by far. Yeah, well, he, because he's because Trump's going to so, choose not to spend it. So I don't understand even that point. No, and, and this is what I think the the ending. None of it makes sense. The ending of this is right. Um, I am a blind mm. loyalist. To the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're my team. I can't describe to you why they're my team with any legitimacy. N- everyone thinks I'm insane for it. Um, and I don't care how they do it, if they're a running team or they're a passing team, if they have a good defense or a bad defense, if they put uh, nothing but all they care about are special teams, if they win a Super Bowl, win. I'm going to be thrilled. D- just no matter how they do it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The result of that might be something that I like or something that I don't like, but I just want the victory. And it must be just that's how people look at politics. They just don't care about any of the principles, any of the policies. It's just they've they've decided they're in this Trump camp and they will defend this to their no death. What. I don't care. I don't have that feeling about Ted Cruz at all. Now, let me ask I you this. I, I a, Would, didn't, so, didn't think he was going to be this magical politician when he started. I thought he was questionable whether, whether he would be. I didn't get it. We didn't get an unbelievable vibe from him the first couple of times we interviewed him, to be honest. I thought he was going to seem like a normal Republican and maybe a little bit better than the other guy. But I, I wasn't sure he was going to be this great constitutionalist. His actions over time convinced me he was. And that's why mm-hmm. I supported him. And I supported him with zeal because I believed he would be good for the country. If he did the opposite and backed off of all of those principles, screw Ted Cruz. I don't care about him mm-hmm. at all. I have no loyalty to him. He, we did this with other politicians. We've proven it. We, saw, we thought Jeff Flake was going to be a good politician, too. And he got into office and sucked. And do you think we have... Do we do, we do anything else but to bash the guy now? I mean, we've done this over and over and over George again. George W. Bush supported George w. him Bush, like crazy. I was passionately behind him. him, particularly in 2000. And in, in 2004 as well, I really wanted him to beat John Kerry. Me too. But the second he started abandoning, oh, well, capitalism, uh, you know, you, you got to abandon capitalism to support it. Gone. Done. Mm-hmm. 
I have no reason to support him after that. Why are we doing this? Are we doing this for the country or are we doing this because we have teams? I, I don't care about your stupid structure of teams. I don't do you, care. I care about it in sports. I don't care about it here. Do you think even in sports, let's, ah. you, you could, because you do blindly for whatever reason, and nobody knows the reason, follow the Philadelphia Eagles. I do. Love <laughs> if every member of the team was a wife beater, would that change your support? <laughs> I guess it probably yes. There are, I guess, there are yeah. some circumstances. Okay. So even in that yeah. circumstance, yeah. there are where it's blind support. Right? There are some conditions under which you may change your mind. There's no condition. Yeah. The guy Trump, I, when Trump said he could murder someone, when he said he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and and not lose a vote, he was absolutely a hundred percent correct. There is nothing he can do. Or say that will lose the support of those who are blindly following him. He could beat his and wife. I think that includes I the think law. he could strangle her on national television and kick her to death. Mm-hmm. And it, well, that doesn't that doesn't mean he well, can't what did leave she the do? country. What did she what did she do? She's, to an, illegal, him? she's an illegal immigrant. Right. Of course, he should strangle her. <laughs> That's what would happen. And I think honestly, that is what would happen. It would. You're right. I, I, and I think this goes uh, all the way to the wall. Wow. The guy, the first guy who called in, uh, I don't know why my mic is sounding weird, but the first time uh, he, uh, the first guy who called in said, mm-hmm. if he doesn't build that wall. Now, this is a guy who's in the middle of excusing his flip-flop on immigration. Yeah. yeah. Says, if he doesn't build the wall, he's in serious trouble. And we're going to do something mm-hmm. about it. I don't believe him at all. That's why I didn't take that threat seriously. Because the bottom line is, if he doesn't build the wall, they won't care yeah, at right. all. Yeah, because they won't oppose it. Nothing he could do at all. They'll all say, "Well, look, we can't have a wall." I never believed he would have a wall. We just uh, we knew he, Mexico wasn't going to pay for it. Come on, this bar we, we talk. Just, look, it was a bar. He comes out, which, and he's by the way, is not what they said during, during the, the no, no. campaign at all. Because again, oh, of course, he's going to have the wall. It's blind support of teams, <laughs> and they'll do anything that. they can to support their teams so that they win. Right. I I, I can't. Connect with someone who thinks that way. I I, I, I never will. And you know, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was sit sit there and try to be quiet during those people. Because it's contradiction after contradiction after contradiction. And you know what? We could sit here and do shows for you that make you feel good and and justify how your, your, your mental gymnastics to get to this guy. We could do it for you every day. But we think more of you than that. We think more of you than to do shows to make you feel good. And that should be our, if you learn anything about this network and this show through this election, Mm -hmm. you should learn that. We are not going to sit here and try to make, give you a safe space to contradict yourself every 10 seconds. That is not our jobs. And we're not going to do it for you or anybody else. Back to a sports example. I, there's no reason for me to be a big Brett Favre supporter. I love except yeah. that he was quarterback of my favorite NFL and football team. And you loved him. I loved Brett Favre. Loved him. I mean, Brett Favre, to me, could do no wrong. I'm almost John Madden-esque in my support for Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Until he starts texting his wiener to some uh, journalist in New York. I, uh, that blew me away. I, I And, I mean, that really tainted my... Uh, loyalty and support and admiration for Brett Favre because 
I thought, well, you know, you've got a beautiful wife, you've got a family. What, what are you doing? Why, what is that all about? I really, I mean, it tainted me to the point where um, I almost didn't care about his induction into the Hall of Fame. It, it, it really bothered me. And yeah. not that I'm perfect. I've, you know, I've got my own issues. I've never texted your wiener to I've never texted my re- wiener to we know of. It, it, so far. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can find the picture, I mean, and then show it, I wish that was me. We've got to talk about that, by the way. I did watch the documentary. I can't wait to hear about that. Oh, my God. It's but so good. it doesn't make any sense to me because I, I, I believe the Martin Luther King rhetoric. Content of character over skin color, over party affiliation, over virtually everything, over team affiliation, over the color of the uniform. Uh, I, I mean, I can't fathom how you don't care about any of this guy's faults. None of them. None of them matter. That he lies, that he's stupid, that he can't speak in full sentences that he hasn't been faithful to his wives, that he has gone back on every position he's taken, that he rails against companies leaving America when all of his companies have left America! (laughs) I don't... Uh, yeah, but wow. Trump. Yeah, right. And he won't be held... Right. He, he, no one uh, owns Donald Trump. He owes right. six hundred and fifty. Million dollars to the Chinese, right? Much of it to the Chinese. Of yeah. course he does. He's a businessman. He's the king of debt. But I, <laughs> yes. so there's an expi- it's management. And, and this is right. not a, a, an observation on Trump, but it's an observation of argument, uh, arguing things in general. Mm. There is always an answer, right? There's always an answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. You find this and you listen to um, Alex Jones, right? We make fun of him all the time here because he's an idiot. But there's always something you can say when someone brings up a point. You can always say, well, the Gulf of Tonkin. You can always go to something, right? Like yes. You can always find something to go to. Yes. The question is not whether... Not that that's not legitimate. The of Gulf course, of Tonkin of course, is a, of is a tough argument to overcome. Right. You know? But the point is not so. whether you can find something to say. It's whether it has any connection to the truth mm-hmm. and whether it's consistent with the other things you're saying. If you... If the main reason, and this we get this over and over again, and we got it through, from every single caller today uh, with the Trump stuff, if the main reason you support Trump is that he's not a politician because he tells it like it is, you can't excuse him not telling it like it is because he's a politician. And yet they do. Yet they do. And it's like, I mm-hmm. never in do. my life do I want to live a day where I think like that. I never. Know. Never in my life do I want to punish myself or my family or my country or my name by living a minute thinking that way. Right. It is embarrassing. And I, I, right. I don't know how you get any... I, I don't know where you go from there. I don't know where you go except to sit back and let these people talk themselves into this. Maybe, maybe, instead of us coming out and talking about it and we just let these people come on the air and discuss why they believe these things... Maybe that's the best argument against it. Just mm. to hear the mental gymnastics you have to go through to get to these opinions. And maybe they'll maybe be okay the with thing. it. But, but I, I mean, and then again, like if we have people calling up and saying, well, look, my bottom line here, guys, is yes, he's a complete idiot and he has no, no values uh, and no belief system. But even the, 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 uh, the 
the terrible flip-flop is still a little bit better than Clinton, and maybe somebody can influence him into the right policy. Maybe he won't pay attention. Maybe he'll want to run his businesses uh, instead of paying attention to the presidency, and I've got a 1% chance rather than a 0% chance. At least there's some logic there. I don't agree with it because I think you're overlooking the downside of mm-hmm. what Trump could provide. It's not just he's going to be moderate on immigration. That's not the Trump downside. But beyond that, if we were getting that argument, at least it would be logical. This is not logical. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're overlooking. You're in the same sentences disagreeing with yourself. I can't. I never want to live a minute of my life that way, man. That is unbelievable. It is. It is. Unbelievable. 888 Holy crap. Good time. Gets me even more fired up. I, I know. I, like, I, it's one thing to sit here and argue with pundits who you know are being paid to have these opinions. Mm-hmm. To hear that they could penetrate the average person who's seemingly, is, I, I think of as smart. And, and, and I don't think it's, it's not an intelligence uh, point I'm making here. It's a blind loyalty point part. What has this man done for you to make you love him so? Yeah, I know. I, uh, I can't connect with if that. The, at all. If Donald Trump gave you ten million dollars to treat your dying child's cancer, I would understand this. Yeah, it would still be wrong. Uh-huh. But at least I would understand it. What has this man done for you other than host a television show? Or if he had amazing charisma, or if he was super good looking, or if I don't know if there's something tangible you can get your head around. There's nothing. Nothing. This guy. Nothing. nothing. <sighs> So, you might want to get prepared for any eventuality. I mean, who knows what's going to I don't know how you can get the, prepared uh, for this one. I don't either, but... Uh, you know. should at least have food to eat as you watch it burn. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, get a four-week food supply for only $99. That's a good, that's a good deal. It's I mean, a good way to go. Look, it's a it really is. good deal. Uh, and I don't need to justify anything about it. It's good food. Mm-hmm. It lasts for 25 years. Mm-hmm. It'll get you prepared for an emergency. And all you got to do is call. There's a limit of two per caller. There's the facts. At least, yeah, but food makes some sense. Yes. Yeah, but Trump doesn't. Yeah, but food makes really makes good sense. sense. Well, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with the economy or terrorism or natural disasters. Yeah, but you have food. So if one of those things does happen, at least you're covered there. I will say. Really well, good idea. One of the main things I do after shows like this and days like this is I just want to eat. Holy cow, Like, you yes. know, Pat and I went to Taco Bell a couple times last week. <laughs> And uh, and Taco Bell is not paying for this commercial. My Patriot Supply is, but I right. think they'll appreciate the Taco Bell references. Mm-hmm. And we ate ourselves into oblivion. Wouldn't it, it be great? Into comas. I lapsed have, into a coma at yeah, the table. At exactly. Taco Bell. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to have four weeks of food in your house that you could just be eat awesome. yourself to death? Yes. Uh, that's one of they don't recommend that at my Patriot Supply. Probably but not. I'm getting to the point where I'm recommending it. But they spend a lot of time developing food that really tastes good. So it's not just that it's going to keep you alive. You're also going to enjoy it, which yeah. is to me. That's a pretty big plus when there's something really radically wrong with society as a whole at the time you're using this stuff. So go to preparewiththeblaze.com, preparewiththeblaze.com, or give them a call today at 888-411-5290. That's 888-411-5290. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.
There's an argument for Trump today. Uh, yeah, I, what I really like about him is that he comes out and says crazy things that make us all emotional, and then he changes to realistic, but we knew he didn't mean the first thing, but that's why, look, he's not a politician. That's the definition of a politician. The most defining characteristic (laughs) of what we complain about with politicians is they will say things that make you emotional and then change their policy when they want to win. (laughs) That is exactly the complaint. One of the biggest uh, criticisms of Hillary Clinton is, oh, she'll say anything to win. Right. That's what you just described with Donald Trump. Uh, last night he had surprisingly Sean Hannity was able to land another uh, you know event with oh, Donald geez. Trump. I, I don't know how he Pat, does it I've, on such a regular I've basis. Tried to figure out how he Crazy. makes that. <laughs> no right? You know he was a guy who uh, a presidential candidate who he gets on the air a lot. And I, I wow, you've got good producers to make that happen. <laughs> it's amazing. Right? I mean, we don't we haven't had him on at all. <laughs> all right. It's, it's interesting. We Somehow tried to Hannity him too, lands him. But we haven't been able to get him on. So anyway, they had a town hall last night. Here's a little look at what happened. One of the things that's very unfair with leaving people is that you have years and years of people waiting online. They've gone through a process mm. and they've, they've, they've filed. Legally. Legally they mm. filed. And, and they're great people in some cases. I guess in some cases, maybe not. But you have really <laughs> great people wanting and so proudly mm. wanting to come into a country. And now what you'd be doing is you'd take people away from that line. And it's, uh, it's Is really there any of part of the law that you is, might oh, be able to change that would accommodate there, those people there, that contribute any, to society, have been law-abiding, have kids mm, here? Mm, would there be any good question, rule Sean. in your mind? or Because right, right. I know you had a meeting this week. I Hispanic did. I know you had a meeting. I, I had a meeting with, with really great people, people great people. Hispanic <laughs> leaders. Right, and there certainly right. can be a softening. Is there any way? We're not looking to hurt people. We want people. We have some great people in this country. We have some great, great people in this country. Great, wonderful so people. We need people. That is better people than Americans. And better yeah, people. What people don't make. realize, what people don't the best realize, people in the we world. have very, very, very strong, strong laws. Yeah, but we don't follow them. But, but you know what? Is there any way, Donald? Donald, let me come on now. I, I know you don't want to change because you don't change what you say. Is there any way? That you can see fit, you know, for the rest of us. I'm talking about the rest of us here who change all the time. Not you, because you're too wonderful to ever change. You're not a politician. You'd never consider changing your core policy that got you here in the first place. But is there any way you can see fit for good, good, wonderful people who built this country? This is we're a nation of immigrants. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> We're a nation of immigrants. Yes, there's laws, but we're a nation of immigrants. Is and, and there we don't any want, way you can see fit? Because we don't want to split families apart. No! We don't want that. Not good! We don't want Hard that. working families! Doing people. jobs Americans won't do, won't guys. do They won't, they do, won't them. do them. You know why? American, Don, you know this as well as I do. Americans are fat, they're lazy, they're pigs. But, so aside from getting rid of them all, shipping them all back, is there I, a way that we could massage? I don't even want bit? to call them immigrants. What I want to call them is non-documented American citizens. That's what I want to call them. Let's change our language. Can we change our language? It should be illegal to call them illegal. You know, Pat, no person is illegal. No person is illegal. No human is illegal. No human is illegal, Donald. And I know you don't feel that way because you're hard line. But is there any way you can see fit? Please. Please, I'm just begging you, Donald, for us, 
for me, for the weak, for the weak like me. Can you find your way clear to comprehensive immigration reform? A pathway to citizenship, Donald. Could you please? I, I know you don't change. I'm just wondering if for us, the weak and the imperfect, not you, because you're above us all. You're perfect. You are godlike. You belong on, on Mount Olympus. We all know that. It's you and Zeus. In fact, it's... It's you, then Zeus, <laughs> then the peons down here on Earth. So what my question is, could you please, for the love of heaven, by all that is good, right, and holy, for these people who are superior to beastly, pig-like, fat, lazy, ugly Americans, they're far superior, can you find a way to help them stay? <laughs> that was a little harsher than the way he actually asked it, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I see what you were doing there. Uh, it's what? Uh, I'm just asking a question. I look. He That's all. I'm asking the tough questions of Donald. Yeah, That's look, what I'm doing there. He wants again. He wants him to win, right? And they all. Oh my this gosh! Is, this is, I don't want him can't. to win. I, and you know, what's understandable is okay. We're we're here with the Hillary situation. We understand that it's either him or Hillary. So I mean, I don't, I don't accept that, but I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, that is the. But he's been doing this the whole outcome. time. He's right. been doing it the whole time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly. So um, um, I uh, I don't know what you do with that. I, I mean, don't either. I mean, it, it's I either. not like this was his policy. Like for example, uh, he said that Russia should handle ISIS, and then he said, mm -hmm. "Well, now we're going to bomb the crap out of him." I mean, obviously, he doesn't know or care anything about ISIS. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. I mean, it's just not, it's, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It's not his interest. He's just saying what he thinks he needs to say. The immigration thing is quite obviously the main thing that was the headline of his campaign. And now... That's why this mildly surprises me. I mean, I, I didn't think he would moderate this position. But he's done that, too. He's done that, too. He's done that, too. He will do anything. anything. to be elected. And, and, and the idea that, like... Um, when he gets into office, he's going to do things that you like. Well, when you've defined your entire life to be dedicated to the things he wants, and therefore you will always like them, well, then that's going to be true. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, if your life is, how can I be more dedicated to Donald Trump today? Well, then you're going to like all of his positions. <laughs> I mean, I, so, so maybe I just, he won't why be would a letdown that be your you. life? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't I know don't what this man know. has done for any know. any or average voter. Except, I, I mean, what has he done except take your know. tax dollars to build I his personal right, fortune? Outside right. of that, what has he done? He has almost had no relationship with you at all. He's been on TV and he's provided you with a top 20 television show for a few years. Is that enough to have undying devotion to the man for life? I, I, I do know this. I do know this. We can't separate hardworking, wonderful, non-documented American citizens from their families. We can't, and I won't. And my prayer is that Donald won't do that. I, I know he won't change because he doesn't change his policies, except every time, but I'm going to beg him to. Just soften it a little bit, you know, for those of us who are imperfect. I'm going to beg him. Right. I mean, that is, you know, selfless. I'm gonna, I will thank say, you. Pat, that was thank selfless you. of you. Thank you. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute.
888 It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, so there's a report from the Washington Free Beacon that Russian hackers have targeted reporters at U.S. news groups, including the uh, New York Times. Uh, security officials believe Russian intelligence hackers targeted reporters, part of a broader scheme of cyber attacks on the Demo- on uh, Democratic Party organizations. Spokesman for the New York Times wouldn't confirm the assertions. Like most news organizations, we are vigilant about guarding against attempts to hack into our systems. According to the uh, Times spokesperson, Eileen Murphy, there's a variety of approaches we take, uh, up to and including working outside in, with outside investigators and law enforcement. We won't comment on any specific attempt. Um, this is just, uh, I doubt that there's going to be anything super juicy to come out of this scandal, but it would be interesting. If something does, I'm kind of hoping this new release of 15,000 more includes something really good about Hillary. Although I don't I don't know what that would be and I don't know what would happen. And the biggest thing we found out of this email scandal so far is that she's been lying about how she covers it up. I mean, really, Mm -hmm. the rest of it is. You it's know. pay for play. The, the, the yeah. big donors uh, uh, gave her the, a bunch of money, and then when they wanted access, they got it. Yeah, I mean, but I'm really? I mean, like, we're talking, you know what one of the people is, for example, one of the people out of the, this is, you're talking about the AP study, right? Where it's half of the people that gave money to, um, or half of the people Hillary Clinton met with gave money to the Clinton Foundation. Right. Well, like, one of those people was Bill Gates. Now, did she meet with Bill Gates right. because he made a donation to the Clinton <clears throat> Foundation? Or did he meet with Bill Gates? She met with Bill Gates because he's the second richest person in the world. Right. Or the richest person in the world. Yeah, but the weren't there Saudis the on that list as well? There, there may be yes, some. You know, in there, like the, king of, the Prince of Bahrain was another one that they said was particularly mm-hmm. offensive. But it's like, is the, is the Secretary of State not meeting with the Prince of Bahrain? I mean, obviously she could say no to the meeting. But I mean, Bahrain is—it's not like some. You know, it's a—it's a sensitive area. We have massive interests in this area. Um, it doesn't sound exactly crazy. She would take that meeting. Another one was um, uh, Muhammad Yunus, who was a, a, um, a Nobel Prize winner and runs one of the largest micro uh, finance people uh, banks in in uh, in India and in the in the middle uh, and all actually all over the world now. Um, you know, is that? Crazy. I mean, would he? She not meet with this person anyway. Now you could say she could meet with a lot of these people, and she chose to only meet with the people who who donated. But none of the none of the, none of the, the people that I've seen so far would be like, oh, okay, John Dedzen of uh, Dubuque, Iowa, who runs a bunch of strip clubs, donated a hundred thousand dollars and got a meeting. It's like, it's none of that. These are all people she would meet with anyway. At least the ones that I've seen. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, it's, again, none of this strikes this is, me. This is how they get out of these scandals. It, it, it is. It's the same because thing they're as careful, the... right? Yeah. It, it's the same thing as the, the ransom for hostages. Yeah. Well, was one going to happen without the other? But that kind of, me as, but kind of not. But that even strikes me as way worse. I mean, they basically admitted under oath that it was a ransom. Yeah, like they, we would not have of, given yeah. it to them if they didn't give us the right. hostages. Right. So I mean, that's essentially a ransom. That's much worse. Like I mean, the idea that she would take a meeting with someone, and again, still, even with this horrible scandal, it's still only half. 
And as they point out, it's a uh, it's a larger pool of people. They're like, that's not a complete list they looked at. And they're going to have all their BS excuses. Do right. I believe you can buy influence by donating to the Clinton Foundation? No. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Oh, wow. What? I wow. absolutely do. That was I just stunning. Don't think, man, I didn't see that one coming. As no, right? Of right now, I just, uh, you know, th- there hasn't been that <laughs> thing that leaked out. And I think the reason for that is not because she doesn't do it. It's because she's careful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the reason why we don't have 30,000 emails is because she deleted the ones that she thought would get her in trouble. Right. Like, but until we that's not enough. You have to find mm-hmm. the one that gets her in trouble. Uh, is this a new stew? I mean, you just I didn't see any of this. I mean, Hillary said she gave all the emails up and they're, they're, they're finding some loose ones. I know. He's just laying around. Out and this is and now shocking. I'm I, I am cynical about her honesty. Yes. Wow. It's surprising. I, I thought you wanted her to win because you were just saying mean things about Donald Trump a minute ago. Yeah, that's not how this works. We really? actually are just honest about the people. Huh. That's about weird. whoever, whatever, whatever happens, we just try to be honest about it. That's, uh, that's really weird. No, come on. It you're you're sound, being paid by the GOP establishment like to say this, aren't you? You're being paid by the GOP establishment. Am I right? No. <laughs> they actually won't even come on our show. <laughs> we won't, they won't even take that's, our free that's press. That's a ruse, uh, boy. That's for sure. Mm. That's uh, a ruse, just so you can yeah get to the throw cash. you off the scent. Yep. that's what that's all about. Okay, uh, let's take a break from it for a second, and uh, you know, from Russian hacking, and instead hack into some security cameras uh, in Russia to show us Love Russian dash cam. Oh wow, oh, that's going to turn me around. We haven't done this in a while. Mm. Here now. Our Russian dash cam videos, which we love. No, remember, no one's harmed in the making of these. Oh, there's a little incident right there. Uh, okay, we're just driving down. No, uh, oh, no, look out, sir. I, I, the, uh, man, that, that happens a lot. It's like people on purpose drive into bridge abutments, mm-hmm. cement barriers. Uh, those kind of move sometimes. Oh! Okay, he was not harmed though. That's no, the beauty not. of it. He got He's up, walked okay. away. Shake it okay. up. Shake it fine. up. Everyone's fine. Oh no! You can always run out. Oh! Holy crap! That was a big one. It didn't look it like they were going that oh, fast no. either. But oh they, no! Oh, a lot of head-on collisions. Happens. They're not good drivers in, uh, in Russia. Russia mm-hmm. I, I've noticed. Well, if you lose control, oh here, oh no! Uh, oh, boy, now we're driving down. Conditions are good. Oh, somebody's going a little too fast. Way too fast. Spin out. That was actually a really good outcome. Oh, that, that was. Yeah, because somebody could have been killed. thinking he was going? Don't know. No, 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 oh, no. When they show him in slow motion, it's always really bad. Look at that. I mean, you know, this must be people falling asleep, right? And then drifting across yeah, the other that, side. Yeah, that, that could explain some of these. But no one gets hurt in Either super good. drunk on vodka. Oh, oh, getting off a bus and getting hit by a motorcycle? Yeah, that hurts. Ooh, that hurts. That hurt, but nobody was harmed. No, they're shaking actually. it off right there. You can <laughs> see them standing up. shaking it off. <laughs> Sometimes there's a bump or a bruise, but never uh, drawn blood. No, Nobody's ever lost blood over this. Uh, 888-727-BECK. More patents to it coming up in a minute. Even- Wasn't that fun? It was fun. We blow off some steam on a really weird, bizarre day. Wasn't that fun? Jeffy, 
Hi, Triple H727 Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, we, uh, a while ago, was this maybe a year ago, had the chance to drive one of those uh, oh, I love electric Teslas. Yeah. The What was it? The uh, Oh, it was the SP100D. Now, they've even upgraded it since we drove it. I think ours was the 85. It was. You're right. right. It was 85. This is right. It was a P85D. And this was the P100D. Which is just coming out. With ludicrous mode. So right. it's the third fastest accelerating production car ever. It goes zero to 60 in two and a half seconds. That is wow. phenomenal. I, I, it I seems mean, hard to believe that you could go faster than the one we had, the P85. Right. And that one was in the threes. So this is shaving off basically a full second from the one we drove, which was right. insane. Now, um, uh, plus they're beautiful. Look at that. It's a great looking car. Look uh, at and, that. and the the new battery makes it go even longer, which is another big deal. But the, I mean, the wow. La Ferrari is, if I'm not mistaken, the most like expensive car ever. And the Porsche 918 Spider, um, which is another limited run mm. ridiculous car. Those are the only two cars that go faster. And I didn't even know there was one that went faster than 2.5. I mean, to, like. I mean, we're talking ridiculously fast cars that mm-hmm. don't. Most Ferraris don't break four seconds. Wow! And this does two and a half. I mean, that is incredible. Two and a half is un—it's incredible. <sighs> like the Bugatti. Remember the Bugatti Veyron, which right. is uh, a car. Two million dollar. Yeah, car. two million two dollar million. car. And what you know, depending on where you, you can pick one up for maybe one five in some places. Um, well, yeah. Seriously, nice. <laughs> it was two point nine, I think. <laughs> Uh, 0 to 60 and 2.9. So this is considered... And wow. 2.9 to 2.5 is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... You're talking about a 15% improvement. Uh, it's not just like... I mean, you know, that's a lot when you're talking about these speeds. Remember, the fastest it can be is 0.1 or 0. Like, we're, you're getting to the closer and closer to no time to go 0 to 60. I mean, that is an incredible achievement. Um, and uh, and the, and the other thing about it is, as they point out in the post about the uh, about the particular um, uh, car, is uh, that they um, can update it over the air and it actually improve the performance. That's so, like if you got a three point five, your car might turn into a three point three or a two point nine eventually. Y- yeah. And I would you ever That's take amazing. this thing out of ludicrous mode? No. I would be gunning this thing. I, I would be paying so much in no. tires uh, with a car like this. But I would be gutting it like And your battery runs down quicker, obviously. Obviously, so. but you're ne- that but. was that was kind of my justification on it. Is yeah. like if you're it, like if you, you have a car that's fast and you want to gun it, you don't gun it everywhere because you're going to run out of gas fast and it's going to be annoying. Well, this one you're going to be filling it up every night at your home, so because it's just electricity. Mm-hmm. So you're never unless you're going on a long trip, you're never going to run out of gas on a normal day. You know, you don't mm-hmm. run out of electricity because it, it's you know it goes 300 miles. This latest one, and most of the time you're not driving 300 miles in a day. Obviously, if you're a salesman and you are, then you're not buying this car. Uh, but, you know, for long trips, it's another story. But on, a, on my typical commute, my commute is, I think, 15 miles or 17 miles or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's about right. Give or take. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, so I typically drive it less than 40 miles almost every day. So I would be gunning it at every freaking light just because it's fun. And it is fun. And it is fun. It is. I, you, the, may, you may uh, end up with... Uh, uh, knowledge and become friends with the same police officers that Pat uh, has gotten. No, I think you, again, the there are speed limits that you don't. You can accelerate. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with accelerating fast. There's no law against accelerating fast. The law is accelerating over a certain number. Now you tell me. No, 
but that's I mean, that's why no, I you tell me. But if you accelerate fast like that, that's reckless. That's I reckless don't think it is. is. I, I, I mean, again, you have to be careful where you're going, but you can go yeah. zero to 60 oh, in sure. 2.5 seconds. Yeah, there's right? nothing wrong with nothing it. To do with, there's nothing to do. When, you get, when you're when getting I got, on a freeway, going zero to 60 in two and a half seconds is awesome because you're on the freeway and, and nobody behind you can possibly get you. When I got my car, <laughs> uh, which is uh, it's quick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the first things I did, because my entire life I've dreamed about it, was I pulled on the, the uh, side of an on-ramp, and I stopped the car. Made sure there's no one around, obviously. And I waited for a car coming at full highway speed to come up so beside me, up. and then see if I could beat it to the end of the ramp, which I did. Uh, in a car much slower than this one. Uh, mm-hmm. it, but that is, again, did it, it, the... What pro- are the specs on yours? Do you know? Zero, it's zero to 60 3.9. 3.9. Which is, under four seconds is insane. It's pretty good. I mean, I, you know, if, if you can get to to under four seconds, that's really fast. Uh, Jeffy, what's yours? Zero to 60 and 38. I try to keep six. mine under 55. Okay. So All right. After, mm. About 57, it starts to shake. Yeah, and uh, so I don't like to. I don't like to break that. <laughs> Fifty-seven. It starts. Uh, to show. Now I will say that they, the Tesla is two point five seconds with a normal driver. With Jeffy in it, it's eighteen minutes. Uh, zero to sixty in eighteen minutes. <laughs> well, you can't expect that battery to carry that weight. Come on. That is what I was Come saying. On. Yeah. No, I, no, we understood what you were. <laughs> no, what we were saying. <laughs> was, like a normal, <laughs> a normal engine is designed to carry an, uh, a normal-sized person. And what we're saying, it's not designed to carry someone of your. See, girth. see the car. Get a shot of the car, and and you see. Okay, it's like the the engine, the battery from that car. Yeah, it can't. In an eighteen-wheeler semi. Right. Exactly. That's, that's what you're. Gonna, that's what you're talking about. You know, and that it's different. I feel like it's, it's different. Not gonna, I, they're no, not I, guaranteeing. I got it. It would take. I got what it, you're telling me. It would take a day and a half to get up to sixty <laughs> for you. <laughs> Zero to sixty in a day and a half mm-hmm. uh, when it's carrying Jeffy Fishy. Um, <laughs> you know, I understood that's what you, where you were going at. No, it, but. but what we're saying is it's because you're, you know, overweight <laughs> that, that that would happen. Carmel, you know, uh, 315 you know I mean? miles, by the way, on a chart. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not bad. They're getting close They're getting to being there. pretty viable. And you can up Have you seen those commercials? <clears throat> uh, nine minutes without the internet, and what the family yeah. is going through. Yeah, seventeen minutes without the internet. <laughs> the guy Very at one point twenty-seven minutes into it without the internet, laying on the floor, curled up at a ball. I haven't seen a movie based on a comic book in so long. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping his brow with a towel. I know. It is almost that bad. It is almost that bad. Although I can't help but wonder. Does this family have a television set? <laughs> that might help. That is a good point. That might help mitigate the problem. Yes. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the old-timey technology can help you at times. I will say, uh, we had the uh, no internet for a weekend recently. Um, oh, I can't imagine. Were you eating people? 
Well, I mean, it Did was chaos erupt. It is a struggle. You don't realize how how much you depend on it I, because you know almost I entirely. Have uh, my phone is a you know hotspot. So, yes. oh, um, did that work? Yeah, and it, okay. did, it did work. But and it I mean, got you through? It does get you through. But, I mean, it, so you can get, you can, that, but that's what I was doing. I was just streaming my phone through every other device for the for the weekend. And it was, it's just hard. You just don't re- well, remember. Because if you don't have that, there it makes work-related things really difficult to yeah, do. Yeah, it does. Really difficult. I, you can't email. You can't do research. I mean, you have to do it through old-fashioned way at the library or something. No. That's unheard yeah, that's of. I'm not, not no, that. you just go to do an outside source that, that has internet before that happens. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Like, I'll go to Panera. Panera Bread is always my uh, one of... The, is that your go-to I go place? I go to Panera Bread a lot because it's like... But the problem, like, people are like, oh, I'll go to Starbucks, but Starbucks doesn't serve... doesn't have so- a soda fountain. Right. Like, they piss me off. they just like, oh, here's some coffee. The I other place coffee. that has really good Wi-Fi soda. is the, are the McDonald's, too. McDonald's has, I mean, their Wi-Fi is pretty good, but it's McDonald's. Well, McDonald's, and mm-hmm. I like McDonald's. I'm a huge fan of McDonald's so overall, I. And, I, and I have worked at McDonald's before. The, my issue with McDonald's is, like, they're not designed for, like, comfortable Correct. seating for long periods. It's for um, sure. Where, like, In Panera has couches and, like, you know, nice padded seats. Really? You got to find yeah. that. You know, I've never been to a Panera Bread Oh, my gosh. Location. You gotta is go it really good? Just for their mac and cheese. Oh, my Really? Yeah, I love the their mac and cheese. Bread bowl soup. I'll have really to try that. Stuff. Mac and cheese. They have mac and cheese. Because there's, I'm a big mac and cheese fan. Um, I'm, wow. I, I'm kind of sore. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Pan- Panera is one of my favorite PhD ones. PhD in of mac all and cheese? It's really good. Yeah. It's the shells with a white with a white cheese, and then they give you a nice a nice baguette to dip. You know, so you can dip the, the bread into the I cheese like sauce. That. You're speaking oh, God, my language. Good, I gotta go there. You know who doesn't speak my language? Oh, Donald Trump. He speaks it. We found out on the radio show today when we asked uh, supporters to let us know what they thought of this new policy where he's softening. We found out he speaks a different language. He does. No wonder we can't relate to him. The language he is speaking is something other than English. Mm. I didn't realize that. Mm. I thought he just spoke broken English. I thought he just spoke fragmented English. No, it's a different language. He knows speak English. Right, no, he, he don't. Speak he speak bad, do, good, not, not good. good. Not good. Not good. Although um, he said he had the best words. In my, I, that's what I thought he said, but it's a different language, so that must not be what he said. So anyway, it's funny, too, because one of the guys said this, like, yeah, he says a lot of things, you know, crazy stuff that makes us emotional, gets us into it. And then he gives us the real policy. Now, it's one thing to say, like, if I were to say, like, we are going to build a wall 100 feet tall. Mm -hmm. And then my real policy is, well, we're going to build a wall that's 10 feet tall or 20 feet tall. That is Okay, I get it. Yeah, like it's an exaggeration, and it's still not a good thing. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously playing on your emotions. Um, but when the policy is, I'm going to deport 11 million people. I'm not going to deport 11 million people. That's a, when it's the emotional thing is the exact opposite of the real thing. That's a problem, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I get yes. that none of these people are worth voting for, but it's just I, I, I would I appreciate people who would at least tell me that. You know what? They all suck. <clears throat> I'm hoping maybe Donald Trump will decide he's bored with the job after three weeks and leave uh, <laughs> because he, he's an idiot. That's what I'm hoping for, so I'm going to vote for him. I can at least accept that. I cannot accept the idea that this guy... I mean, we're, we, I would love to get Brad Thor. I don't know what put Brad Thor through this again. But it's like, he was, uh, I'm never Trump, then I'm, all right, well, the Supreme Court. After him reversing this policy, why on earth? 
earth would you believe him on the Supreme Court? You think he's going to really fight for this thing that he has never shown any signs of caring about in his entire life? That when he, he couldn't name one conservative justice in the nation when he was asked. He named his sister. That's who he named when he was first asked. Then he was handed a list of people. Oh, here's a bunch of conservatives. I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll go for one of these. Puts it out. The next day, comes out and said, yeah, that's a list. It's, maybe it'll be somebody like that, but I'm not saying it's going to come from that list. When it comes down to him being torn, uh, run through the mud and targeted by everybody in America over some uh, whether he's going to choose a hardcore justice or not, on something he doesn't obvi- he obviously doesn't care about. Why would you believe in a million years he's going to do that? I don't know. We're talking and we're talking about president of the United States. I-, I think people, I think Trump supporters expect more of their favorite sports team than they do. Oh, absolutely. Donald Trump. Like if if a college, if your favorite college football team said, "We're going to start scheduling the best." My goal, my plan, is here at this university. We are going to schedule the toughest competition available. We're going to play Alabama. We're going to play Michigan. We're going to play Ohio State. We're going to play Florida and Florida State. We're going to play BYU. Well, no, that's too tough. We're not going to play BYU. But we're going to play Texas and Oklahoma. Okay. And then, instead, he schedules Bemidji State and St. Francis of Assisi College. Uh, (laughs) I think you'd be pissed. Yeah, I know. I don't think you're you right. would say... You're right. Well, that's okay, because I, I like the emotion of what he said in the first place, and I had to pick through some of what he said, and what he said, I think what, what he meant was, they're going to try, and then if, if they can't, if they're scheduling conflicts, they'll schedule the Bemidji states of the world. Yeah, y- like You I, would expect more, and I think you'd change teams. Yeah. And your president, they don't give a rat's ass! How is it possible? I mean, and, and to even like when they, if you're, if BYU came out and did that, right? Yeah. And you, and you have more dedication to BYU than, you know, anything earthly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. And so yes. you have, you have a, <laughs> and so they came out and they started, they changed all their policies and they, and they scheduled. I'd be the off the terror. bandwagon. Right. And, and even if you stayed on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and you still rooted for them to win. You would at least be critical of them. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, like right. if the Eagles signed uh, Richard Sherman, for example, I would still want the Eagles to win. But I can't stand Richard Sherman, and I still mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to stand and Richard it would Sherman. Affect you. And I'd be like, oh, I can't believe they signed this moron. Mm-hmm. And I would be critical of their signing him. Uh, and I would say that's not a good move. I wouldn't say, like, well, absolutely I understand why they... Of course, I've always wanted it. I've always wanted this. I had to read between the lines when they said they'd never sign him. Michael, how about Michael Vick? Michael Vick, they did sign. And I was critical of them signing it. because I, I, I remember I that. You remember, I was there. Yeah. I did it on the air. Yeah. I didn't like it. Now, I still wanted him to do well because he's on my team. Yeah. And so, I, because I have a blind loyalty that has no... There's no logical reason behind it. Mm-hmm. I, I still support the team. But I'm still like, I don't want Michael Vick on the team. I, that doesn't make any sense. I don't. I, what if I were to come out like, well, of course you should be able to kill dogs. Of course. <laughs> Every, if you're, if you're, you're, a, you're a cuck conservative if you don't murder innocent animals. Like, <laughs> w- why would I do that? I, that is the level of dedication this man receives. And it's not religious. I wish people were as dedicated to the religion as they are to Donald Trump. Because then the country would be a lot better. They're not dedicated to the religion at all. 
They're, related, they're dedicated mm-hmm. only to this man, as if he saved them from some life tragedy over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I do not, will not, cannot, never will understand it, ever. Yep. Uh, by the way, maybe what we should do instead is focus on learning about history and actually understanding the principles of this country. Want to? Okay. That would be nice. Let's do. Let's do that. Instead. That's why we're going to take a look at Foundations of Freedom. Uh, this is... Um, a uh, continuation of the series that uh, David Barton's doing yeah. with Wall Builders uh, and former uh, member of the Texas House of Representatives, Rick Green. Here's a look at that. Our founders understood the importance of manners and civility. Samuel Adams believed that a society's standard of manners indicated whether a nation was on the rise or fall. From the time of his youth, George Washington was schooled in civility. He even dedicated an entire book to Bible-based behavior. What should this mean to Americans today? Have we lost sight of the importance of manners? Join historian David Barton with special guests as they explore the America our founding fathers envisioned. What if America's story is bolder, more colorful, and more compelling than you ever imagined? This is Foundations of Freedom. I have with me today Rick Green. Rick is an attorney. He's a former legislator. He is an author of numerous books. And Rick is also the head of Patriot Academy, which is a great youth program that trains young people for future civil involvement. Rick is also a co-host with me on our national daily radio program. Rick's good to have you. Great to be here and great to cover such incredible topics that most people never even heard of before. When you think about foundations of freedom, my mind automatically goes to Constitution, the Bible. Today we're going to talk about civility and manners. Now that's something most people would not connect to the founding of America. No, but the founding fathers definitely connected it to the founding of America. It was a big deal for them. Well, our first question today is really going to set it up because it kind of puts it in perspective on why it's important and how we've gotten away from it today. It seems to me like people in America think only of themselves. I see it in business and politics and really every arena. People are just selfish. They want to do what they want and they don't care about anyone else. How do we change this? Man, David, I think about in politics, certainly in the legislature, people do whatever's best for their own career and not what's best for the people. That's the selfishness that the questioner there thinks of. But it does kind of permeate our culture now. It does. And it's interesting. The simple solution for that that the founders emphasized time and time again is manners. Now, we think of manners as what we teach two- and three-year-olds, et cetera, but it's a lot bigger than that. This is Webster's original dictionary. Now, Webster's a founding father. He's responsible for Article I, Section 8, Paragraph 8 of the U.S. Constitution, uh, a big force in the American founding. He was a legislator, a judge, et cetera. Just just one of those is his dictionary or both of those together? Both of those together is his dictionary. This is the first American dictionary. It's a massive project. It took him about two decades to do. He learned nearly 30 languages to do this, so it's a massive project by this founding father. But he talks about manners in here, and if you look at his definition of manners, it really is interesting because the way he defines manners is civility, respectful deportment. In other words, the way you carry yourself. And the reason they're important goes back to a very simple Bible verse. Let me just read this this passage out of Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. It says, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not look out merely for your own personal interests, but also for the interest of others. And what manners teaches you to do is think about other people first. Oh, no, let, let me get your chair for you. Oh, oh no, you, you please. De- Thank you so much. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. 
This is thinking about others with respect. And when you do that, it keeps you from being selfish. And selfishness is the bane of all governments. Whenever a government turns selfish, people start grabbing, and it's what I want. And that is always the destruction of governments. So it's interesting that founding fathers like Sam Adams said he could look at a country and tell whether it was on its way up on its way down just by the manners of the people in there because it tells you how much respect there is, how much selfishness there is. Let, let me read you a couple of his quotes. He says, Neither the wisest constitution nor the wisest laws will secure the liberty and happiness of a people whose manners are universally corrupt. Now, first off, he's saying it doesn't matter how good your constitution is. It matters how good your manners are. Listen to what else he said. He said, A general dissolution of the principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America than the whole force of the common enemy. And most people, I would never have connected the two, that manners are that important to our liberty. To our liberty. Even more so and our happiness. than an enemy force. I mean, that's a big hmm. thing from the father of the American Revolution. And this is another one of our biblical foundations. Because if you look at the Bible, it turns out the Bible is the source of most of the manners that we practice. Let me, let me just read some Bible verses and, and, and think through this. It says, do not sharply rebuke an older man. Well, that's showing respect for older people, yeah. but rather appeal to him as a father. So now I'm not going to be arrogant and tell you what's right and wrong. I'm going to appeal to you. I'm, I'm going to look to you as an authority because of your age and look to the younger men as brothers, the older women as mothers, and to the younger women as sisters in all purity. Well, that's telling you how to treat all sorts of people. Yeah. This one, honor your father and your mother. That's manners. That's yeah. civility, the way you treat them. Here's one. You shall stand up before the gray-headed. So when an elder person comes into the room, you're getting, do I need to stand in front of you? Yeah, 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 both of us, right? Oh, both of us, yeah. <laughs> you shall rise up before the gray-headed. In other words, stand in respect when mm. an elderly person comes and honor the aged. What you do to honor other people, to respect other people, to show civility to other people. And if you can be controlled in that behavior on the inside, you need less government on the outside. Yeah. So it, even those simple. little things, is that the deal? Doing those little things, rising, allowing others to go first, it sets your mind, it puts your mindset in the attitude of not thinking of yourself, right. not being selfish, serving other people, putting other people first. And then that's going to impact the entire culture. It'll from impact those little him. things to the big things. Here's a quote from John Witherspoon, who's a signer of the Declaration, founding father. He says, Nothing is more certain than that a general corruption of manners makes a people ripe for destruction. Mm. That's big stuff. You know, it's not how much your national debt is. It's not how many crime rates you have. It's manners. You lose control of manners. You lose control of your cultures. Yeah. But that's a downturn of us being considerate of other people. And I guess it's a slippery slope, right? Because if you start to start little things, it leads into much bigger things that have a big impact on the culture. This next question really hits that head on. Americans seem so forceful in their opinions, and not just there, but in our behavior, our words, even the tone of our discussions and conversations. I think we're much more combative than cooperative. Mm, David, I'm sure that you have felt the same way when you see some of those videos of, of, of an elderly gentleman being treated horribly and people just walking by yeah. and, and doing nothing. Did we slip towards that by yeah. beginning with just a lack of manners? And now we're to the point where it's not just not respect. We're physically assaulting people. Well, when we taught manners, we were teaching people to think of others more highly than themselves. When you stop teaching manners, you start thinking of yourself only. Yeah. And when you start thinking of yourself, John Quincy Adams said at that point, you're ruled by the law of the tiger and the mm. shark. But I want, to, I want to take you to some quotes of the founding fathers, because they were really conscious into in manners and civility. And by the way, the Battle of Saratoga is the first major American victory in the American Revolution. 
we end up capturing 5,000 British soldiers. And manners were such that rather than put them in prisoner of war camps, you know what we did the British soldiers? 5,000 of them. We made them give their word that they would not shoot at us anymore. And if they promised not to shoot at us anymore, we let them keep their weapons. And we had a handful of American officers lead 5,000 armed British soldiers back to ships to send them back home because they gave their word they weren't going to fight anymore. Wow. So that's a different uh, element of, of manners. I mean, it, it must have been so prevalent to both the British and the Americans. Well, to have taken the British place. didn't quite have the manners that we did because the Bible was a whole lot more taught in America than it was in Europe. So what you'll find is in America, very Bible-conscious nation, prisoner of war atrocities, mm, hmm. Great Britain, pretty high. Oh, really? Uh, well, we lost 4,335 soldiers to British bullets in the American Revolution. We lost about 11,400 to British prisoner of war camps. Which is why, I guess, we didn't. We didn't wanted, do it. We wouldn't treat them the way that they treated treat us. Them. We treated them the way we wanted to be treated, which is back then. You know, one of our founding fathers who signed the declaration is Richard Stockton. And it was his neighbors that caught him and turned him into the British, his loyalist neighbors who were for Great Britain against the American Revolution. And so when the British got him, they put him in, in a prison ship, Jersey. It was called the Hellhole Jersey because you just didn't come out of there alive. Mm. And so the abuse, the mistreatment, well, he was subject to that. He's a member of Congress. He signed the Declaration. He's part of the Continental Congress. He's one of our top leaders. He's one of our top leaders. Well, some of his good neighbors found out what was happening, and they let Congress know. They said, do you know you have a congressman over here? He said, do we really? And they found out. sure he was there. And so they sent word to George Washington, said, you go capture a British general. Once you get him, you start doing to him exactly what they're doing to Stockton. And when they stop on Stockton, you can stop on that. Well, that lasted two days. And then the British said, oh, you can have your guy back. Yeah, now we get it. Yeah, the golden rule kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We don't like being treated that way. So I want to just give you some quotes from founding fathers and what they said about manners and how you get manners. Uh, let me start with somebody really simple. These signers of the Declaration right here, okay? Robert Treat Payne is this guy sitting right here. He's the second guy in. Signer of the Declaration. He's from Massachusetts. He's the Attorney General of Massachusetts. Uh, he's on the Supreme Court of Massachusetts. And he was a chaplain during the American Revolution. This is his statement. He said this. He said, I believe the Bible to be the written Word of God and to contain in it the whole rule of faith and manners. So, so now I get what you were saying earlier, because you said if we want to have a return to manners, we need to study the Bible. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking I don't get how those two connect. But Robert Tree Payne saying that's where you get a study of man. You get it from the Bible. Yeah. All of our concepts of how to treat each other come from the Bible. But if you look at the Bible in a practical way, say, what can I do with what I just read? You'll find all sorts of manners in there. Let me give you some more. Benjamin Rush. Now, Benjamin Rush signed of the Declaration. John Adams said he's one of the three most notable uh, founding fathers. Here's what he said. Christianity exerts the most friendly influence upon the morals and manners of mankind. So again, Christianity is the influence. Let me take you to John Hancock. John Hancock, the president of Congress, that big, bold signature. He's also the governor of Massachusetts. In his inaugural address as governor of Massachusetts, he said, Manners, by which not only the freedom, but the very existence of republics are greatly affected, manners depend much on the public institutions of religion. He said, now, I'm your new chief executive. I want you to know manners, and that's the whole basis of our freedom as a republic. They come from public institutions. If we're going to have manners, you've got to connect it with religion. See, there again, I mean, I've, I've never heard people talk about 
the republic is based upon how good our manners, manners are. This is a concept that's been founders totally had lost. it. Yeah. Found, give you one more. This guy right here is Abraham Baldwin. Abraham Baldwin is the founder of the University of Georgia. He's a signer of the Constitution. This is what Abraham Baldwin said. He said a free government can only be happy when the public principle and opinions are properly directed and their manners regulated and correctly shaped. He said, this is an influence beyond the reach of laws and punishments and can be claimed only by religion and education. Laws aren't going to make you good. It's going to be religion that gives you the manners you need. Seven two seven Beck. I'm psyched about this uh, uh, David Barton show. It's, it's great. Uh, it is again called Foundations of Freedom, and uh, really interesting stuff. And as you know, David's always interesting. Uh, all right, so this is kind of fun. Since we've got no intelligent life on this planet, we're searching for, uh, or very little, we're searching for intelligent life on other planets, or maybe where you could actually plant a seed for life, or maybe we could escape there and and be able to live. So we're looking for these Goldilocks type of planets where it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right. right? So you've got to be the right distance from your star, obviously. You have to have certain other conditions, like, you know, conditions we believe favorable to uh, bacteria, to mm-hmm. life beginning to form and all that. If I could just throw out another way to do it, um, you mm-hmm. could go to a super cold planet and then start our capitalist policies again and heat it up wow. so that it's super hot all over again. And then we mm. have to leave our, our planet because we've abused it. Right, right. Thank God. That's why Gary Johnson wants a carbon tax. The, wait, no, you... No, I think you got confused there because that you're, you're talking about the libertarian who would never want a carbon tax. That's true. He wants a carbon fee. It's not a tax. <laughs> Is this the weirdest? It's the weirdest election of all time. And it, I, I, nothing makes sense. Out of 320 million people, we found the five worst possible candidates <laughs> on this planet. It's amazing in that. The five worst. They all seem to be running. Terrible. A a campaign in effort to make me not vote for them. It's like... I, yeah. Nobody wants a conservative to vote for them. Like Nobody. Low-hanging, any typical, boring libertarian, any crappy, mm-hmm. mediocre, run-of-the-mill libertarian with no mm-hmm. chance to win the election would have my vote this election. But Gary Johnson, every day does something else to make me not vote for it. It seems like he goes out of his way to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, the other day, they, they're they like, Gary, uh, he was on Greg Gutfeld, uh, Gutfield, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, the Fox The guy, guy from uh, Fox. Um, and, you know, uh, it seems like Greg is, is he anti-Trump? Yeah, it seems that I way. I think he is. I definitely get the sense. I think I don't he know might he's... be the last remaining Fox host who is not oh. all about Donald Trump. Megan Kelly would. would oh, and Megan, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, I, uh, wow. But, uh, but right. yeah, I mean, like, he, he doesn't seem to be enamored with him. I don't know if he's going to vote for him or not. But anyway, he had Gary Johnson on, and, and I, someone posted it and said, like, oh, this is the best interview I've ever seen Gary, Gary Johnson give. And I'm like, oh, finally. 
Like I thought I want to see. I just I want to be talked into it. And then he talked I, carbon I am tax. Available? No, he didn't. Sell, not in that interview. Oh, okay. But they, they asked him. Like uh, Greg asked him, "Hey, uh, what's um, so describe? Uh, give, give me your rundown of who you are. What was your what's your?" Oh, well, uh, you know, I uh, first of all, I think people should be able to smoke pot. Uh, and, and, and marry <laughs> That's whoever, where he went first. Marry whoever they want. And uh, and uh, I think uh, the government should not be involved in our lives. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not involved in life. You know, like, uh, for example, uh, they should not be able to... Uh, I can't remember what the example was now. <laughs> but it was like... Again, like, oh, oh uh, and it should not be involved in your life. Like, for example, women should have the right to choose. And I'm just like, I, wait, you're describing, again, an open-ended question on the, the Fox News family of mm. networks where you're able to just provide in any order your, your, the policies that you actually support. Those three should be avoided at all costs. Pot, marriage, and uh, and uh, abortion are the are the things. He, oh, and no intervention in foreign wars are the four things he comes up with. <laughs> really bad. And like I really bad. You can't get a worse. I, you know what? I know. As and, a libertarian, it's like you no, can't get you're. Worse. I'm not saying you. Like I honestly know going in. If I'm voting for a libertarian, there's going to be things I disagree with. Yeah. But like I want to be challenged on the side of smaller government. If you want to say, look, pot should be legal because the government should not be involved in our personal choices. I can say to you. You know what? I yeah, okay, sure, fine. It's not the thing. It's not within the first thousand things I would do if I were president of the United States or want them to do. But you know what? I'm, I'm fine with. You know what? You want smaller government and people. I'm, I don't want prohibition, for example, of alcohol. And so, if you have another product that can also do things to, to screw your brain up, uh, and you want that to be legal, eh, all right, whatever. I'm never going to carry a sign for it. It doesn't make me passionate at all. I don't smoke pot. Don't want to smoke pot. Don't care about it. But, you know, whatever. Okay. That's the sort of thing that I expect to be libertarians who roll my eyes with them, right? Like, you're going to say that, all right, whatever. To say that you're also going to tell me that a person's life doesn't matter is mega offensive. But then... but even that, like, I even understand at times libertarians disagree with me and on that one. And it's not all libertarians. In fact, probably the most famous libertarian would agree. He, you know, Ron Paul being pro-life. But okay. All right. Austin Peterson, another choice there was pro-life. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I can even understand. If you're going to give me, um, uh, look, I, uh, I'm pro-choice. However, it should be done by the state's. I don't like that idea, but at least it's, again, maybe you can come up with something. But to tell me that you're going to tax carbon and to tell me that you're going to force individual bakers to ice their cake with certain word patterns that support things they don't agree with, to to tell me, as a libertarian, you're going to lead with the idea uh, about being pro-choice, pot, on what about your tax plan? You're going to say you like all those things? What about your uh, your your plan on regulation? What about your plan on education? I don't think his tax plan is even good, if I remember correctly. He, he doesn't seem to he even doesn't, have one. He doesn't have one, it's really. Not like, well, and he kind of pushed him on that a little bit, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, he said his answer was his like, tax plan sucks. As a, as a libertarian, I would oh, sign dude. anything that would make the burden on the people smaller and more simple. Yeah. Uh, but I would look at he, maybe he wanted the fair to simplify. Tax, and he said the fair tax Simplified as, a, as fair a guideline tax, yeah. as to what maybe you should I mean, look towards. A libertarian 
should be saying, yeah, uh, we're going to eliminate the IRS. Period. Yeah. Why we're going to eliminate the IRS worse than cruises? At worst, you're going to do a flat tax. Okay. Why? Why would it be worse than the than the conservative Republican in the race? Right, like I should be. Unco- I want to be made uncomfortable by a libertarian who's going to tell me that mm-hmm. the the plan is too small. For example, this guy's Ron Paul. When Ron so. again, I, I'm not a Ron Paul guy. And there's a lot I disagree with Ron Paul. But when he came on our show in 2007 ish yeah. uh, on headline news, what he said is, I believe the income tax should be zero. Yeah. He didn't even say he didn't say flat tax. He didn't say fair tax. He said, I believe it should be zero. And the way you do that, and we're like, well, how do you pay for anything? Well, if you took, got rid of the income tax, you would have to cut the size of the government to mid Clinton administration. But he said 10 years ago. At the time, I think the truth of it was when we looked it up afterwards, it was like 12 years ago. He lied. Right. <laughs> but he was close. And that's I want that wow. lie. You know what? Yeah. He was saying, oh, it's only 12 years. It's actually 14. I mean, that's awesome. That's right? an awesome plan. You know what? Yeah. You know what? When you earn money, you should come to me and say, like, I don't want to take any of it. None. Mm-hmm. You know what? Right. There'll be other there's other obviously other plans we could take. There's other taxes that are already in existence. There's plenty of money to fund this government if we make the government the proper size mm-hmm. without the income tax. What a great way to describe it. And, that, and you know what? People might say, well, that's going to be difficult to do. That's what I want out of a libertarian. I want a libertarian mm-hmm. that's going to challenge me that way. Not say, well, we do need more regulation. The marriage is another good example. I have the libertarian position on marriage. I want marriage equality. Government I shouldn't be I want government involved. out of all of it, period. Gary Johnson, well, I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of regulations that have marriage written into them, and we just can't get rid of it. It's too difficult. Uh, So instead of saying, getting the government out of an important institution, I'm going to support the liberal argument to grow government and get more people involved in it. That's why the guy's just not an option for me. Not an option. And I I will say, I, I have believed this entire time that that's where I would land. Yeah. Because, first of all, Texas has really bad ballot states, so there's only going to be four candidates. It's Democrat, Republican, uh, Libertarian, and Green Party. I certainly, three of the four are co- at this point are complete non-starters with Donald Trump as a Republican candidate, which leaves me only the Libertarian candidate. And I didn't need a perfect Libertarian. I didn't need a gr- good Libertarian. I just needed a Libertarian. Do you the argument of uh, voting for the party so that the party looks stronger yeah, next that's time? When, that's where I've landed yeah. since Johnson started running, which was like, well, I mean, at least right. next time. But I think I'm, I'm afraid that if the Libertarians get my, my vote and, and lots of other people's votes, that they will... Look at this as a justification mm-hmm. to back the policies of Gary Johnson, which I can't support that either. Right. I am back to, I think, writing in Ted Cruz and completely wasting my vote. Exactly. Because I can't support any of these people. They're True. all awful. This is why we're going to search a different uh, galaxy for a oh, candidate yeah. well, sorry, and for started. which we can vote. And we'll do that coming up here in a second. <laughs> there is a planet. Next. There's news about a planet. Uh, we're going to tell you about that. And I interrupt that. I'm sorry. Not sure. Okay. Because I want to go to your planet. Your planet might have some sense. It might. It might. Triple eight seven two seven back. Hi and uh, welcome. Yeah, I'm so I we talked about that all day. We were telling you about uh, this new planet that we well we we didn't discover. 
Somebody's got nothing to do all day but look at the stars and discovered it. I mean, what a stupid thing. Why would you do Although that? Although we are experts on uh, orbiting something with a gravitational pull. Yes, uh, we're currently locked into uh, Jeffy's orbit, uh, for instance. <laughs> yeah, he's so big, he has his own atmosphere. Oh, we got, well, I understood there. exactly well, saying, what he was I don't talking think he about. It. So the size of a person can... No, okay. All right, so what, tell us about the planet. The sheer girth and <laughs> no, I... mass there. No, if, pretty... it, if he had any more mass, he would be a black hole. The problem is he doesn't understand what you're saying. You need to rephrase it. Right. What I'm saying, Jeffy, is that you're... Uh, overweight. That's what it is. Yeah. That's okay. what he's saying. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Astro, an astrophysicist at uh, Queen Mary University in London uh, discovered a new planet that is more or less uh, like right in our neighborhood. Right around is, is the corner. Our next door neighbor I mean, is so close. You can like walk there almost. You know, in space walk. Yes. They're calling it Proxima B. It's in uh, the... Where is it? Uh, it's not Alpha Centauri, right? <laughs> it is. Uh, we hit the jackpot. It's called Proxima B. Where did I see w- what neighborhood this was in? What galaxy? I don't know. It's just printed out. Oh, with, Proxima with a... Centauri. Okay. Yeah. Which, which is the nearest star to our solar system. And uh, so they decided it's probably one of those Goldilocks zones where it's not too hot, not too cold, and it could have liquid water, which is amazing. It's a key to life, obviously. And it's a, it's a mere 4.22 light years away from Earth. That's only 25 trillion miles right? from here. It's not bad. You, you might not be able to walk, but you could take your bike. Oh, my gosh. You if, know? If you were traveling at, say, let's say 36,000 miles per hour. Yeah, on your bike. It would only take you... This is 78,000 years. A little over 78,000 years. It's not bad. It's basically nothing. Traveling right? at the speed of light, of course, it would take you four years, a little over four years to get there. Okay, we have to learn have how to, to do that. Yeah, that's Come on. We've got to discover that. We need that, warp factors back. That's when things will get pretty cool. Yes. Now, they're calling it Proxima B. It could be Earth-like in important features, but it would still look very, very alien, they say. It's four. This is really cool. I, I love this kind of stuff. I'm a space guy. Um, but it's 4.6 mi- million miles from its red dwarf star, which is really close. Obviously, we're 93 million miles from our sun. This is four and a half million miles away. So it's really close. So it creates an incredible orange sky with no blue. That would be really cool. Uh, it looks like a per- per- perpetual sunset. It'd be like living in Texas at 8.30 at night in the summertime every day. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, And the planet circles its star so fast that its year lasts 11 days. 11 days. Imagine how old you'd be then, Jeffy. Oh, my gosh. gosh. You can't even calculate it. (laughs) No. They don't have a calculator uh, that goes high enough. No. You get that error message when you put too many numbers into it. I don't understand. So what we're trying to say is, Jeffy, uh, you're you're, um, elderly. (laughs) Old and fat. Um, (laughs) I got that. I understood the... (laughs) The planet doesn't rotate. That part. So one side always faces the sun. Right. And uh, the other side's always dark and cold. Yeah, it seems like like the, uh, the real estate prices would be... I mean, you know, for the dark side of the moon, as they were, mm-hmm. uh, it would be really difficult uh, to, to, to sell any property over there. Right. Um, but the album 
on that part of it would be really popular, would be popular I would guess, because you're living on the dark Probably side. Probably the national anthem, and right? Then, <laughs> I mean, it's just the whole album is the national anthem. I mean, the high price property would be right there on the border, right? Right. And that's the hot, like, that's the waterfront property <laughs> yeah. of that planet. Yeah. It's like the, the uh, perpetual sunset zone. You're and right. then, like, the annoying, like, it, as you get further away from the equator, it gets a little bit more annoying, because it's, like, really bright, and then uh, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, this is irritating. Exactly. Um, uh, I hope maybe in that planet, um, you know, maybe over there, they will have really good solutions to our major problems. You know, like, for example, rape, huge problem, um, sexual assault, rape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while most countries continue to struggle with how to stop it, mm-hmm. Germany is leading the way. And they have... Um, as the Germans often do. They've led the way several times. Several times. Um, yeah, several, a lot of times. Uh, several times. particular... Paths. Paths. Um, mm-hmm. The Autobahn. Uh, a particular road like that, or right. maybe a particular train line. Um, they, yes, they would, they, maybe not as promising. <laughs> definitely not as promising, but so. they did lead the way on that one. Yeah, they did. Um, so uh, they have a new policy, I guess. You can now, to, to stop women from getting raped, <laughs> which apparently is a problem uh, over there, even more than it is here, you are now allowed to... Uh, How can you get more than here, where one in one... Uh, people one are point raped. One. It's one, one in, in point. Every right. woman I'm sorry, is I forgot the decimal. Every day in college. <laughs> uh, that's how that stat works, in case you don't know. Um, uh, girls are now being asked to affix a temporary tattoo. This is brilliant, by the way. It is. It is brilliant. Replete with angel wings, claw marks, and the word no or to nine. prominent parts of their body before enjoying uh, pools that have been un- uh, overrun by migrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fake tattoo. So we say no! No, or please. nine, uh, we, we, or ten. We'd appreciate you not raping us. Is essentially what they're trying to do uh, with the tattoos. That is really weird. Unbelievable. That is uh, really so weird. that is uh, that's one thing. And I guess we also have from Finland uh, an, an interesting video, kind of a, a, a tutorial. You know, uh-huh. a lot of people are saying, "Hey, how do I not get raped?" Um, and a lot of people are worried about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried to make a. a, a we couldn't video get it done this. here. Um, we could not get it done, but the Finns did. Our best effort had Jeffy as the rape expert, and that may have been uh, one, be of the, one of the issues yeah. uh, with that particular video. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here is the Finnish version. Oh, the handout. Stop! Yeah, that, that'll do it. No. You can tell she means it, and so he backs right off. He backs right off. Potential rapist said, okay. No. No. With a E-I. I don't know how that means no. That's just stupid. It's because you don't know the language. Um, that's Trump. She pushes him away, no. and then holds her hand out, and then does a force like a Jedi field. force field on him, and he backs off. No, first. No, and then, and then pushes push him back. Wow. And then, oh, the double hand out that hands. says No. I guess. Here comes a similar situation where a rapist grabs her by the arm. Oh, puts that to push and she pushes him. He, oh, she hits him with her purse. And again. And just, now he leaves. He thinks she just used her powers. Why don't people think of this in America? Well, just put the, out the it's hand. Not, it's not snowy everywhere, first of all. <laughs> so you're not wearing put gloves. Put out your hand. There should be no rapes if you just put out your hand and say, uh-uh, not here, I, I oh am boy! A, I will say Look at the tad, purse, the no, and the double hand thing. Tad yeah. offended by the gender normative uh, standards yes. uh, portrayed, uh, as if uh, women, if they even exist, would wear purses. 
Is that, that what we're supposed to believe? Yeah. Why wasn't the rapist wearing a purse? Right. The, Are you saying you stop, rapist? It was a potential hey. rapist. Right. Okay. That's right. That's right. Well, you're the no rapist. rape occurred, and I'll tell you why. They showed her how to stop it. Thank you. You do this. So is he guilty of a crime in this no. particular No. Not in my world, but you're asking me. I'm not asking you. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you were not. Can we you also weren't. say a man could use the same thing if a woman is trying to rape him? Or, uh, he could say, or someone like you, Pat, who's no. omnigender. Uh, Thank you, right, as, we, as I pointed out yesterday. Someone like uh, uh, <laughs> Jeffy, who's visgender. Yeah, was it vis or v or or vi? V vi vis. V vi vis. I'm all of it. Okay, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Right. Uh, all right. I don't care. So, so there you go. That was uh, super informative, and uh, <laughs> yes. I think American chicks can uh, figure out the same thing, right? I don't think so. Or this this action right here. See, see when you when you do that's that with a hand, they, they zoom back, and that's impenetrable. Creates a like a Jedi force field <laughs> around you. Or you say, through your mind, this, I am not the person you want to rape. And then they'll say, you are not the person I want to rape. And then they'll walk away. It's possible in Finland. <laughs> is that stupid? That can't actually be. I think it is. Oh, I think it is. Don't. Can uh, that, is, I mean, that's a real thing? It's not like yeah, an internet see, joke? Saw that. It, Remember the North Korean thing? That That's similar to that. It does feel it like is. that. I don't know. But I, I, we had we, seen it before. We have seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I could ask my son who lived there for two years if that's... Come on. Have you ever heard of that? Is that real? I mean, I something that every show person who's in TV? Finland has saw it. I'm just saying it was... I mean, <laughs> hopefully he's never felt the force field. <laughs> right. No, he has not. He would, he would no, not. No, he would not. All right. Let's take a break. Quick right now. Uh-huh. Before Jeffy starts talking about this topic. No. But he's a rape expert, so you would think we'd want him to. Yeah, so what, no. He's an expert on him. He's never, you know, no. you can't hear from him. Anymore. Yeah. There you are, Jeffy. Go. Hey, there's a there's a good point too, by the way, that we should we should maybe make aloud. All douches matter, except Jeffy. All right, go ahead. Why would why would you think that all of a sudden? <laughs> is that... No, you're in a safe space now. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Good. What's your uh, okay, stupid so... segment today? Oh, I'm <laughs> What is your stupid segment today, is my question. <laughs> well, I was thinking about both of you because I have mm-hmm. a story here about sports teams with the most fanatical fans. Oh, really? Oh, really? Right. wonder where the Philadelphia Eagles uh, lands on this list. That's interesting because, I mean, I the Eagles don't have a lot of fans, I would say, in relation to Outside know, the of San Philadelphia, Francisco 49ers probably, right? or the Dallas Cowboys. But the fanatical fans. Though. But the, the fans, fans are pretty themselves, high yeah. yeah. So the top ten. Mm-hmm. Top ten. Start uh, at ten. Chicago Blackhawks. At ten? Number ten. Okay. Uh, number nine, the Brazil national football team, which obviously... Oh, this is oh you're, you're going I international? Mean, oh, yeah. Fanatical uh, fans. The Eagles can't be on this list. All right. Number Gross. eight, Liverpool. Soccer, okay. both to soccer. Yeah. Number seven, Chicago Cubs. Wow. Fanatical fans. Number six. Fanatical and depressed. The, the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. No, they're not. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. It's pretty Number amazing. five, Man U, Manchester United. Yep. Number uh, four, the Boston Red Sox. I believe that. That's Number amazing. three, 
mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Number two, the, the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. That's, a, that's an interesting one the because Raiders. I mean, they obviously have a. Raiders. I feel like that's more like seventies and eighties, though. I mean, yeah, I, that you know, is. I it mean, is. they're getting to Los better. Angeles now again, right? Or but no? The Rams are. The Rams, Rams are. are yeah. That's right. And coming in at number one. At number one on the list of the most fanatical. Sports teams in the world. The known, known for the frozen tundra. Ah, Are you kidding me? Green Bay Packers? Bay Packers. That's legit. Wow! That's legit. I mean, you think about this, a small market wow. team. You know, they, they, the only game in town. and uh, Partly owned by the fans. Yep. Well, wholly owned, right? Oh. Isn't it yeah, still? Yeah, I think so. I think they still are. Public. Right. Let's see if I can find BYU yeah. on this list. BYU on yeah, this list. Uh, yeah. Probably number 11. Just bubbling under. 